0: Into the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos. What is up? Welcome into the Coach's Corner, the place to get the inside information from the coaches themselves. I'm your host and co-head coach of the Venture Academy Golf team, Mario Ramos. You can follow me on Twitter at Corner Ramos. Check out the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Today I'm pleased to be joined by the now two-time state championship winning coach Perry Webster, the head coach of the state champion Fullerton College men's basketball team. Coach. Appreciate you joining the podcast.
1: Yeah, thank you. Uh, thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here and, and to do this with you. Well,
0: appreciate you. Appreciate you taking some time here. So we'll talk with Coach Webster, obviously, about the championship season, a little bit about his program, and then obviously, you know, what what got him there and what made him into the coach he is today. So you ready to do this, Coach? I'm ready. All right. So like I said, you know, 2023, uh, Triple C, double A, men's basketball champions there at Fullerton College. You know, we'll, we'll get to kind of towards the end of the season, but let, let's start at the beginning. Um, you guys were the preseason number one ranking in, or had the preseason number one ranking in the South region. You know, Obviously, high expectations from people around. What were your guys' expectations coming into the season?
1: Yeah, I, I think that we, we really believed and thought that we were one of the best teams in the state really early on. Um, nice. We kind of had this core group of guards um, yeah. that We returned from last year. We had a couple guys that got injured last year that were high-level players, and we knew we were giving back. We had a guy sitting out, uh, Jeremiah Davis, that we knew we were going to have, who who was a high-level player. And then Shaquille Bender transferred into us last spring from Mount Sac. And so we knew early on that we had a really talented group of guys and and had a chance to be really good. So our focus the whole year was just kind of – Stay with it, keep getting better, keep okay. our eye on the prize and, and, and stay mature about, you know, not overlooking any opponents and not overlooking trying to get better every day.
0: Nice, nice. What were those practices, like you mentioned, you know, some of those guys kind of probably itching to get back, right? Missing some time. And then you got guys that are yeah. you know, kind of um not necessarily entrenched but maybe in place and stuff like that. Those those had to be pretty heated.
1: Yeah, you know, we um we practice we practice hard all the time. Yeah um, that's just kind of been a staple of our program. We don't practice long. Um, we we only practice about an hour and 45 minutes, uh, even in the preseason. We don't, we don't go, you know, three, four hour practices. So Mm -hmm. for us, the focus is always really about coming in and practicing hard and getting the most out of, you know, the time that we have in there and not, not, you know, going in there and sitting around and standing in lines the whole time and, and kind of waiting. Right. So we want to come in and, and be aggressive and be be competitive and and be up tempo and yeah. so you know that our guys you know like I said with so many guys that were returning they already understood that's what the practice looks like that's how the whole thing looks like and oh, yeah. um and 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 as I got to give my guys credit because as talented as they are as competitive as they are there was never a time at any point in the season where we're in practice and things are getting so heated that they're fighting with each other
0: yeah,
1: or that. Or that the team is deteriorating. There's nothing and ever like that. It was, you know, it'd be competitive and there'd be a little trash talking here and there. But um, the guys are the guys are really, you know, locked in and really close. So it was, uh, it was, uh, it was fun to be in those practices. There are some times where, especially in the fall, where I'm watching the film of practice and, you know, you go up and down the floor ten times and uh, there's a bunch of different guys scoring baskets and making plays and I'm kind of watching mm. the film thinking to myself going to be real hard to guard us and and i was right yeah yeah
0: no for sure the proof is in the pudding you guys put it together 32 and one uh, season again that resulted in a championship undefeated at home there at the hornets nest so definitely a tough team to stop but you kind of mentioned you know that that demeanor uh maybe you know i'm not necessarily sure is that chalked up to maturity the fact that you know maybe it's tough to rattle you guys right i saw that when i watched you guys from afar uh, watching you guys you know on on film and whatnot um through the the playoff run um, you know, it seemed like there were times where, where guys would try to get under your skin, especially like you're saying to the, to your guards, and they just seem so poised out there. What do what, what do you talk that up to?
1: Well, I, I think for one, I had I had I had many high-level guards. Yeah. But I had two really high-level point guards um, in Sean Newman, and RJ Banks, and they're just unrattable people. They just they're just very poised and mature and have have received great guidance from their families and their parents their whole lives. And, yeah. you know, so so for me, it was, it was very easy to just let those guys ride and roll with it. Like, I didn't need to calm them down too much. Um, so, you know, their poise and their maturity, they're a little bit older. You know, the COVID thing, yeah. um, you know, those guys both sat out a year um, and then both got hurt last year. So they actually played this year as freshmen and they're both i think 20 21 years old so um their maturity their age and but just overall their ability i mean they both are workers they're all workers and they have great belief in themselves well, I, I also right. think you know for for them and for me like you know i play point guard yeah. so these are you know these are things that we talk about all the time about you know being poised and having maturity and understanding the game is a game of runs and you got to just stick with it and uh, those guys are really coachable and did a great job with that.
0: Mario Ramos joined by Perry Webster, of the Fullerton College men's basketball team. Here on the Coach's Corner with Mario Ramos podcast. So, a couple things there that I want to kind of touch on. You mentioned you know being a point guard as a you know former point guard myself, and I did a little bit of coaching, and I, I kind of understand a little bit. It's kind of like when you know people say like uh, catchers in baseball make good good managers. Uh, you know why yep. is it that a point guard? makes a, a good basketball coach, you know, not necessarily that's not the, uh, you know, end all be all right. Or the only qualification. Yeah. Right. But you know, there, there is something to that. Right.
1: Yeah. I, I think that for one thing, a point guard needs to be a leader. Mm-hmm. Um, a, a point guard needs to be able to connect different personalities on a team. And I think that that as a head coach, that's probably the biggest role is being able to connect people and communicate and make sure everybody's on the same page. For sure. And as a point guard, you naturally have to do that. I think that for me, um, one thing, and I probably wasn't the most athletic guy, um, probably not the most skilled guy, um, so when I was a player, I really had to understand, I had to understand where people were, I had to know where they were, I had to know where all five guys were, and really all ten guys on the floor, and that, I think, is something that I transitioned to pretty quickly as a coach, where, um, for me, my, I thought, I, I think I have a, a good ability of seeing the game and reading the game and understanding the game. And I thought a lot of that came from just being a player at a at, at high level juco and then be, being a division one player. I, I learned a lot of things that way.
0: Yeah. And Mario Ramos here with Perry Webster. Yeah, let, Let's talk a little bit about that coach. Um, you know, you're a pretty darn good player, you know, for the looks of it here. Uh, you played uh, high school basketball there at Mission Viejo High School. Had your number retired. Um, you know, all league selections and whatnot, right? All the accolades that went along with that. Uh, you played at Saddleback College. Um, an assistant there at Saddleback for a little bit, if I'm, I'm correct, right? Is that right? Yep. 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 So and you're actually the um, the only person in C- California community college history to win a state championship in three different roles as a head coach, assistant coach, and a player. So, you know, I think you're setting yourself a little bit short, man. You're out there balling. <laughs>
1: uh, yeah, you know, the playing days are, it feels like a long time ago. I guess it's not <laughs> that long ago. It's only about 10 or 12 years now. Not but um, young guy, yeah. yeah, no, I, I I had some success as a player. And, and, and I, I think, you know, one thing for me was, you know, I always, I played hard and I always played the right way to try to win, but I was always playing with this end goal of being a coach in mind. And Mm. so I always I always looked at the game with coaches that I had. I'd always looked at things that they were doing that I really liked. Things they were doing that I didn't really like. Things I thought that would that, you know, I could use in the future Mm. and ways to communicate to different players in different ways. So um yeah, yeah, no. But I will tell you, though, I, I mean, I really have for a long time thought about and wanted to be a coach. And I think that that, that really pushed me hard in my playing career to keep, keep striving and keep trying to get as high as I could as a player.
0: Nice. Like, well, was that early on? A couple of questions. Was, was that early on? And, and when you were, you know, kind of thinking about that, not only from, uh, you know, things that you liked from your team or coaches that, that you saw, but maybe like from the competition where there are things that you saw from them you're like, man, that's, that's kind of cool. I would like to institute something like that.
1: Yeah, definitely. Especially when I got to the division one level. Um, I remember playing at Montana and at the time Montana was coached by Wayne Tinkle who was the head coach of Oregon state. Yeah, yeah. And he just was a really good coach. Uh, I remember going against Russ Turner, Russ Turner, uh, beat us in the, in the big West tournament, my senior year. Um, and I remember thinking afterwards, you know, that guy really knew, knew what he was doing. That guy was really prepared and, and had an idea. And so, um, You know, I played, I played at UC Irvine when I was a junior and I was a pretty good player, but they boxed and won me. And it made, you know, for me, it made no sense. Why would you box and won me? I'm averaging eight points or whatever. (laughs) But like, but Russ Turner, like he was thinking and his assistants were thinking a different way that I was generating a lot of the offense. So they were going to take me out of the game. Like, so there's a lot of guys that you end up going against and you're thinking to yourself, oh, that's, that's interesting. And I like what that guy's doing. And, um, you also learn, man, you also learn that, and I don't mean this, to, I don't mean to demean anybody, but no, no. you also learn that it's not rocket science, too. For sure. You also learn that sometimes simplicity is the most important thing, and, and getting your players to play hard and to play together is really what coaching is about. Yeah. A lot of us can do X's and O's, yeah. um, a lot of us can recruit but really connecting your pieces and getting your pieces all moving in the same direction is really the most difficult thing to do. And I think that that's something we've done really well here at Fullerton.
0: And I think it's having, obviously, yeah, you guys have done a great job. Like I said, two-time state champion. You guys won in 2019. I just brought it home here in 2023. Coach Perry Webster of the Fullerton College men's basketball team. Uh, You can give him a follow on Twitter at Webster underscore Perry. You can follow Fullerton College basketball at Hornets Nest Hoops. Follow me on the podcast again, Spotify, Apple Podcast, anywhere you get your podcast, and follow me on at Corner Ramos on Twitter. Um, yeah, Coach, do you think like at times maybe as a younger coach, right, when you're getting into it, like you mentioned, over you know overthinking, maybe over analyzing at times, right? Like you said, it's not rocket science. Sometimes it's just about you know having something that you believe in that you that you know the. the the players are going to be believing because of, of that. And they're going to buy into it. And I think sometimes we want to come in and, you know, maybe make a splash or make a name for ourselves as a young coach. And sometimes, like you said, it's better just to kind of, you know, it's not rocket science, right? Have something simple that you could buy into and your players could buy into as well.
1: Yeah, no. And and your personnel matters. You know, there's, there's times where, you know, your personnel probably requires you to call more plays and, yeah. and run different stuff and do things differently to help your team win because that's the players you have but yeah. you know i think i think the i think the mold that we used this year where we when got really good players and really good guards and <laughs> really pretty much kept it simple and just focused on defending rebound and sharing the ball and those you know those main core principles and then you know as the season goes on one thing i like to do is i don't like to start the season with a with a ton of set plays i yeah. like to I like to make sure that, you know, we add stuff as we go along, especially as we get into league. We're adding stuff so teams can't yeah. prepare for us. And if we, if we feel like if we add stuff kind of slowly, uh, yeah. it's easier for the players to retain, right? Mm-hmm. I want my players playing fast. I want my players playing aggressive. Mm-hmm. I don't want them constantly thinking about what they have to do on this or that play. Yeah.
0: yeah. Mario Ramos here again with Perry Webster of the Fullerton College men's basketball team. So we mentioned a little bit about you as a player, kind of coming up through the ranks. Um, what was that transition like? Uh, like you said, you know, you you kind of had maybe had that in mind. Um, you know, how sudden did that happen? From you know, going from a player to a coach. Um, you know, what, what was that like? And, yeah. and who kind of helped you through that process?
1: Yeah. So I I mean I went to Cal State Fullerton um, from Saddleback. And and the main reason was is because I thought that there was a good there was gonna be a good opportunity for me to stay on afterwards as a graduate assistant mm. and then kinda of chase the division one uh coaching dream. But you know, I didn't when I was done there I didn't really want to go back. I was ready to move on. Um and and for me the guy I wanted to go work for was Andy Brown, who was my coach at Saddleback. Um who's a legend in his own right okay. and and really good at A really good coach, like really detailed, really organized, uh, very hardworking. And I felt like if I could go work for him, I could learn more than I could learn from anybody else. And then I also felt like in working for him, I have a bigger voice than I would anywhere else. Mm -hmm. Um, Me and him had 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 a lot of history together. Uh, We very much uh, cared about each other. And I knew that it was a great opportunity for me to go in there and, and be a lead assistant at 24 years old for you know one of the best junior college programs in the country. So yeah. um, right when I finished playing at Cal State Fulton, I mean, it wasn't a month later that I was in Saddleback's uh, gym wow. um, starting to work out their players yeah. and um, starting to recruit a little bit and figuring that all out. Um, so it was quick, and and it was an easy – transition because Andy um, is very good at teaching um, and molding but he's also very good at uh, keeping his own ego in check and allowing the people around him to go be themselves and um, it's a lot easier thing uh, to say than to actually do. Uh, Here's a guy who's a Hall of Fame coach with Hall of Fame numbers and you know I was 24 years old just finished playing and, and he allowed me to come in there and have an opinion and in the you know when in hindsight when I look at um the early part of my career yeah. um, I think that the confidence I had in myself was important and I don't think any of that confidence would have came if I didn't have Andy um to kind of put his his stamp on me as a, as a player and, and, a, and a coach and and as a person so that was kind of how that went
0: yeah, it's, it's so empowering. I've, I've talked to some coaches here, you know, on this podcast and stuff like that. When you have a coach that's able to do that, um, you know, that's kind of how my, uh, you know, affinity for coaching basketball got started. You know, I had a coach in Jeff Jennings who, who allowed me to be a, you know, an assistant coach that, that I felt like you said had a voice, right, that, that had a purpose out yeah. there and, you know, could contribute to what was going on.
1: Yeah, no doubt. and it, it matters, right? You got to yeah. have some kind of work, you know, I try to make sure with my assistant coaches like they have you know different people have different views and different opinions and Mm -hmm. and sometimes they're right and sometimes they're wrong and sometimes they may be right and you maybe think they're wrong but it's good to hear from different people and to take different information in and try to make decisions so that's why you got to hire good assistants and you got to get the right guys around you and that's you know that's one thing that we've really done well here especially lately
0: yeah yeah uh, well I want to talk about your staff here, but real quick, I want to circle back. you know, you said you were twenty four years old, just got done playing college ball, and here you are, you know probably coaching you know guys that are you know a couple of years younger than you right? Um so yeah, when you're working these guys out when you're getting into practice, are you you know are you competitive did it did it ever get to that point where you had to like circle back yeah. and be like, hey man i I'm coaching here. I'm not just out here, you know hooping
1: uh, I, I, absolutely um, I remember one one particular time in the summer just playing five on five with the guys and and it just got too competitive and it just <laughs> for me it was like a wake up call, like, okay, yeah. like I, I stopped I stopped playing with the guys uh at that point in time I and mean, I don't play with my guys ever. Um and the reasoning for that is, is probably because I'm far too competitive. Um <laughs> part of my competition is Love. I like to be on the floor, and I like to talk a little bit of trash and oh, do those man. things, and yeah. I realized that doing that with my own players is probably not the best way to go about <laughs> it. So I, I stopped playing with them, and now I just uh, sit on the side and encourage everybody. It's, I get my uh, my exercise walking around the neighborhood <laughs> like an old man.
0: There you go. Mario Ramos again with Perry Webster here on the Coach's Corner with the Mario Ramos podcast. Give me a follow on Twitter at Corner Ramos. Follow Perry Webster at Webster underscore Perry and Fullerton College Men's Basketball at Hornets Nest Hoops. So tell me a little bit about your staff, right? It's not just a a one-man show, right? It takes a village. So you guys obviously got it done. Uh, Who was out alongside there um, on the bench helping you, you know, pull these guys uh, to the finish line?
1: Yeah, no, I have four guys that really help a lot, and and they all bring a little bit something different, which is really important. Mm -hmm. I would say the most important thing, though, is they all get along. We all get along. Yeah. We are all loyal to each other. Everybody's got each other's back. Everybody's allowed to have an opinion. Everybody treats each other respectfully. Um, you know, I, I've got a few mentors in my life and one particular mentor talks to me all the time about staff harmony and how important you you know, how important it is for uh sure. for the staff to get along and to really you know and i see it all the time cuz i have the division 1 coaches call me or the division 2 coaches call me and they're trying to recruit my guys and maybe an assistant's talking bad about a head coach or another assistant and so i i see it all the time so um i'm thankful that i have the guys i have so uh, the guy who's been with me forever is tom garrell uh i hired tom right when i got the job um tom is very valuable he's been a he's been a head high school coach for a long time um he was a 1998 Los Angeles Times Southern California Coach of the Year um, he's brings a breadth of knowledge and experience and most importantly he brings a lot of calm he is very very calm, cool, collected he's a guy who thinks things through where sometimes I can fly by the seat of my pants like he he's very he, he, he's very different from me I would say he's, he's about as different as they come but he's turned out to be um, you know one of my closest friends in life so um, and then, and then Marshall Johnson, uh, we brought on this past year. Um, Marshall is going to be a star in this business. Um, he he kind of his his trajectory as a coach maybe had been delayed for a few years. He's trying to figure out exactly what to do, but he's now dove uh, completely into being a basketball coach. Um, he's a great recruiter. Um, he has an uncanny ability to. Uh, be able to coach guys hard, and those guys still know that he loves them and cares about them, and uh, they don't look at him sideways when he's getting after him because they know that you know where it's coming from. Yeah, yeah. Um, he brought a lot of defensive uh, adjustments and changes to what we do this year, and uh, did a great job with that and you know this is gonna be his four, first full um, recruiting cycle okay. as a as a hornet, and um you know I think that he's gonna his impact's going to be really felt here um, over these next few months. Uh, the next guy would be Devin Ooglin. And Devin and I go back, you know, 10 years. And Devin runs a scouting service uh, down here in Has for a while. And I've always considered Devin, before I ever hired him, I've always considered him the best evaluator on the West Coast. I mean, really, he can sit down and watch a player and project that player. Um, he, he, he knows what he's looking for. He knows what I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, he's he's somebody that I've I've used uh, in the past when before I ever hired him. And um, you know, we got into the COVID thing and my staff was he needed some changes and, and um he was the first guy that I that I brought back and he's been really good. I mean he's um I don't think everybody quite understands uh, how how knowledgeable about basketball he is. Um like, you know, he 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 does a lot of scouts. He does a lot of you know he does the personnel scouts because he's is a player evaluation background. Yeah. Um, he does a great job of, of developing personnel scouts on opposing uh, teams and and awesome. making sure he gives our guys every bit of information that they can get. Yeah. Um, you know he's been he's been great. You know Devin uh, also helps with recruiting. Um, he you know so many times uh, when I get called about a player. You know, I I, the first thing I do is I text Devin, tell me about this guy, and Devin's always able, pretty much always able to give me a good full rundown of what this guy does or that guy does. And you know, could be a really talented guy that doesn't fit, you know, me. And Devin will be the first guy to say, ah, let's pass on him. We don't, we don't need to go there. And uh, so I appreciate him. He's done a good job. He's got a really bright future in the basketball world. It's going to be interesting to see what he ends up doing uh, in the long term. If he goes the scouting direction, uh, if he stays in the coaching world. um, But I think whatever he does will be successful. He's very smart and and he'll do a good job. And then the last guy is the guy that's the glue, and that's Kai Veleza. And Kai, his funny story about Kai, when I got the job at Fullerton, um, I came to meet the team, and um, I think like four PE students showed up, and Kai showed up, and Kai was um, I was graduating from Whittier Christian. And the one guy the previous head coach asked me to keep around was Kai. And um, I'm so happy I did. Um, he was part of a couple really good teams here. Uh, he was a hell of a scout team guard for us. Uh, he ended up playing uh, after. And, and, and then um, we brought him back um, a couple years ago just in a voluntary type of role. Um, he was going to do the video. He was going to start working guys out. Well, now, I mean, he grinds and he's in the gym constantly and, and he works so hard. And he deserves a credit for – or he deserves the most credit for the development of the players, that like their skills and, and their build. Like Sean Newman, who was a kid who wasn't recruited by Division two schools and now is you know, signed with Conference USA, or Kobe Newton, the same day, he was now signed the Mountain West, and how much those guys improved well, that was Kai. I was in the gym with them all spring, all summer, and extra hours. So, you know, for me in recruiting, um, as much as I'm selling myself or the program, I'm really selling those those assistant coaches because they do such a good job of helping our players get better and, and helping our guys get out. And um, I couldn't. I would take my staff anywhere. I really, be, I really mean that. I mean, yeah. whatever level, I would take it. I really believe that they do a lot of a lot of good things.
0: Oh, that's awesome, man. Like you said, you know, it, it takes more than you know one guy to get it done and, and definitely having a staff and building that culture uh, that you talked about within that staff. Right. Goes a long way. Uh, just being able to have guys step up. It raises a standard for everyone all around and the, the kids see it. They buy into it. So just good stuff all around. Again, Perry Webster here, the Fullerton College men's basketball team on the coach's corner with Mario Ramos. Uh so we, you kinda got to it a little bit there, Kobe Newton moving on to Wyoming, Sean Newman uh, going to Conference USA at La Tech, uh, Javon Jones going to Lewis Clark State. You know, you got guys yep. moving on. I'm sure you you're trying to get more of them, you know, up and out of there.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, you know, so well, where, where's kinda of the program at? You kinda of mentioned recruiting will start picking up here, you know, in a little bit. Uh you know, where where are you where are the hornets at right now currently, you know, where's the program sit?
1: Oh uh that's funny. Um I think, you know, around campus and around here I think uh people are still in celebration mode. Yeah, you guys got um, a celebration that going lot,
0: later today, right?
1: Yeah, but I think that's probably a lot different than, than what it is within the program. I mean yeah, yeah. we had our we had a week or so to celebrate, but um we're back in the gym, yeah. we're back in the weight room and nice. we're back preparing for next season. Um nice. we we returned six guys, two of those guys sat out last year. Um you know godfrey little and and Jeremiah Davis are the the two guys that returned that played some valuable minutes you know Jeremiah was the orange Empire Conference defensive player of the year and really would have probably uh one of the top five freshmen in the state um all year uh shot the ball, scored the ball, rebounded the ball, defended made a bunch of big plays all year so we're really excited to have him back um and then and then we're we're on the recruiting trail. I mean, yeah. when you're when you're the defending state champions and you're 82 and one, and you're sending multiple plays guys to mid major conferences, I, I think it's I think it's a hell of a selling point. Yep. You know, I oh, yeah. um, Shaquille Bender's on our team. Shaquille is a sophomore guard who hasn't signed yet, but he's going to sign a Division one scholarship too. So, I mean, we're going to have three guards in our backcourt uh, that sign Division one scholarships. And I'm not sure there's a bunch of places, you know, in the whole country that are on that high level, high schools, prep schools, JCs, whatever it is. So, um, what we feel like we're selling is opportunity and we're selling, you know, the platform. Here's the platform here. We're going to call the toughest schedule in the state. Every year we put a toughest schedule in the state. We'll go anywhere. We'll play anybody. You're going to have a platform to show yourself. And then, you know, hopefully things stay good and, and by the end of the season, we're rolling, and you got a chance to go prove yourself in the state tournament. I think, you know, especially for Kobe, uh, Kobe got a chance to prove himself in that state championship game and and did it. Yep. Shaquille, you know, Sean, I mean, all these guys when they, uh, R.J. Banks, you know, he's another guy who's going to sign a scholarship probably Division II or, or high level NAIA. Um, you know, they when they got their opportunity, they were prepared, they were ready to go, and they did it. And that's what it really all comes down to, you know. At the end of the day, as coaches, we can do everything and and try everything, but it comes down to players performing. And um, I feel like we give the platform for our guys to do that, and they just got to step up and, and get it done.
0: They got it done this season. They picked up the 2023 championship. In that championship game, they got the 83-73 victory over City College of San Francisco. Picking up the Hornets' fifth championship in school history, now tied with Cerritos, Fresno City, and Long Beach City, and San Francisco for the most uh, men's basketball championships in state history. Uh, Pretty cool stuff, man. You guys trying to become, you know, back-to-back champions and try to, you know, Get the, the sixth championship. Um, like you said, the work's already begun. You guys in the gym getting after it. Uh, pretty cool stuff. Continued success. You know, I wish you that. Uh, Perry Webster, thank you again uh, for taking some time to join the podcast, my guy.
1: Yeah, thank you very much for having me. I appreciate it. Again,
0: Perry Webster, you can follow him on Twitter at Webster underscore Perry. You can follow Fullerton College Basketball at Hornets Nest Hoops. Be sure to catch more of the Coach's Corner podcast On Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or anywhere else you get your podcast. Special thanks to Perry Webster. We'll see you guys next time. Peace.